here's the thing. That's some good bass. Okay. That's some good bass. Well, here's the thing. Oh, oh, okay. Well, here's the thing. Okay. Wow. Well, here's the thing. My husband. We out here MMA, not podcast, but show. Coachella 2022. What's up, guys? Welcome to We Out Here MMA Podcast, but now show, but now podcast, but now show. I keep messing it up because I'm so excited to say we are recording live from Coachella in Palm Springs 2022. We're here at the Red Bull stage, and guess what? Your boy is here with his favorite husband, Alex Lefkada Costa. Nick the Yo. ear, and we have a special guest in the room, and it's called Mama Silva. Ma- yeah, she's over there though. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. We get Alex's, Alex's mom. We have our first house. live studio audience. It's gonna be great. We're gonna get reactions from her. See her. That's not true. On, cause uh, Tiff, Tiff's seen. Tiff's been a part of some of them. Not, not like Coachella. Not Coachella. <laughs> oh, not at Coachella. Are you? Did you? Do you have FOMO? Cause you didn't go to Coachella. No, I've never been to Coachella. Why are you bringing it up? I would never assume that you would even like want to go to Coachella. Are you a big Coachella guy? Uh, I'm a big Don Glover, and there was one year he was at Coachella, and I was pissed. I didn't get to go. You said Big Dog? Yeah, because the rapper formerly known as Big Dog, uh, uh, Donald Glover. You never, you oh, never heard Donald of the famous Glover. rapper Big Dog? Uh, I've literally, Bro, you know, growing G's. up as like being in a band and going to all these concerts and stuff. Coachella is literally something I've never ever wanted to go to. What about any music festivals? Are you into like yeah, been, uh, Lollapalooza? To, oh no, I've never been to one of those. But I've seen some of the lineups; they look cool. But like back in the day, like they had like you know Warp tours and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I used to go to those. Oh yeah, but, Warp tour. Yeah, what's but, Warp tour? Is it like Warped, EDM? It's no, like Vans. It, it's like a, it's it was ran by Vans and like it was like a bunch of like hardcore rock, you know, alternative bands. There was like six different stages, and those were cool. And then also like the metal ones, uh, like Hellfest and shit like that. That had like Slayer and Cannibal Corpse and stuff like that. Cannibal Corpse. Cannibal Corpse. Oh, that was dude. back in Arizona. That's a great band. Where it was all hey, hot. Give, I don't know too much about band. Give me like top three non-mainstream bands that are like have interesting names. Uh, okay. Uh, I think Oceano. Like that one. That wasn't Lost. That was wasn't the plane that. that that was the plane that crashed and lost. Okay, uh, next. Emir. That's, That's one of Bosnian Nick's friends, friends in yeah. Pasadena. And a crazy one, Gorgira. That sounds made up. Is that for that real? sounds like you're 100%. doing an accent and you're G-O-R-J-A. trying to say Godzilla. Yeah. I've seen him. Gorgira. Yeah, Gorgira. Sounds, like. sounds like you're being racist. And it sounds like you're taking shots, honestly. I'm going to take that as disrespect. Hey, I did what an ice bath today. I'm kind of lit right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of ice baths, uh, you were telling us a story about you owning how many birds? Yeah, so back in the like we've had I've had birds here and there growing up. Like we used to have yeah. this one parrot named Lulu that hated us, and like my mom and my dad, they used to let it just like wild over here, on us. Over there. over there. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was at my dad's house, but like that thing hated kids. So like I remember every once in a while, like my dad used to like <laughs> Wait, what? Leave. exclusively hated kids. No, it really did. Like my mom could tell you, it hated kids, and. Uh, well, my dad would like leave sometimes like to go out real quick to like the store or something like that. We'd be at home. Mm-hmm. What he would do is he wanted us to stay in our room. So then he would let the bird out. So like we'd like walk out and the bird would just stare at us and then literally start <coughs> running to like charge us. But not to like play like it was actually going to bite us. It bit my like brother's finger really hard once. And <laughs> But no, I was saying because you have the big bird cage. 
so back at my old house in Levine, my stepdad had built like this big old like cool like bird house or whatever like that. It was all white and like fancy. So we had like 10 like of those little parakeets or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? The little color ones. Like you can get yellow ones, blue mm. ones and shit like that. And one summer like we came out there and they were all fried. <laughs> Uh, you guys okay. left them out in the, in the, in Well, because we had misters on and shit, but it still just got so hot that they all literally would just like, oh shit, a bunch of chicken nuggets. Basically, <laughs> we had a bird. Dude, 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 all right. So this is brought to, this podcast is brought to you by PETA. PETA twenty two. Don't leave your birds outside, or they die. Don't. I, I've uh, had a story like that too, with a cat or a dog. My mom, my mom left our 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 bird's name was called Rom Dust. That's what we named him. Mm. Rom, wait, wait, wait. What's the, so you think I'm making up names with Gorgira, but <laughs> Rom Dust seems normal. No, that's what we called him. It, it's like a Singaporean thing. My mom named. She called yeah. him Rom Dust. Um, but uh, she one day, I think she like left him in the garage for like a couple hours, and then he <laughs> died in the garage. Damn. All right, damn. Does. He was like, I, I really love that bird. It was an accident. She was an accident. Yeah, the big, the bird died. Uh, we over and, here killing birds, bro. No, no, no. This, this is, I just realized. This was Lulu. And so basically what happened was, and this is a story, but like when I was like already like 20 something, my mom actually told us the real story and my dad was lying the whole time because Lulu all of a sudden when we got there just wasn't there one day. Right. And my dad's like, yeah, I was like, I was cleaning the house. And I, I had the door open, and he ended up actually flying out, and he never came back. So we were like, oh. And then, like, literally, I'm, like, 21 or whatever like that, and I'm at the house. And my mom was saying, she's like, yeah, like, when your dad had the fire at, that, at the house, and it killed Lulu. And I was like, what? Lulu oh. flew away. And she's like, no, he died in that fire. So then I was like, what? And I, called my, nuggets, da- I called my dad. I was like, hey, I thought Lulu flew away. Mom said that he died of the fire. He's like, no, yeah, he flew away, huh? But let me talk to your mom real quick. <laughs> and he talked to her. He's like, why would you tell him? But yeah. Uh, okay, what we've learned here today is that. Family secrets. A <laughs> lot of family secrets that, that we shouldn't kill own birds animals. anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, immigrants shouldn't own birds. Just keep it to white people from America. Let's just keep it simple. I hate birds. They're so weird anyways. Like, what's the point of a bird? Bro, you can't talk about killing birds and then also hating birds. Yeah, like, bro. look. I didn't I didn't kill a bird. The birds I died. Know. But in I context, didn't. it looks like your family's like Salvadorians are bird murderers. You know, well, quick question before there. we get into that's, that too. Because like we were talking about this earlier, like the point of animals. Like what's the mm. point of a turtle? That's rude. Have but, a, like, like, what's so the rude. point? As, as a pet? No, but like in general, like why is a turtle a thing, or why is like a uh, why is a turtle a, a thing or a thing? <laughs> well, it's all part of the ecosystem, so they serve a purpose in eating some kind of insects that might be overpopulated. I know, um, but the turtles just stay in the water. They go down. They hate people. They just stay in the water. Like, what's the people, point? What is people? with you and animals yeah. thinking animals hate you? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you hate animals, bro. No, I love like animals. Weird. I got my three dogs out here. Maya, or sorry, not Maya. Uh, Mayola. <laughs> we got Maui. We got Kona. Dude, I love my You're kids right rest. here. Uh, I'm going to say their names wrong, but I love my kids. Let's go. <laughs> That's basically what you just did. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, let's get to our fight recap. No cap. Uh, I'll be honest, guys. This past weekend, didn't really get to catch the fights except the main event. Uh, uh, so you guys have to fill me in on any special fights. But we'll obviously start with the main event. I call that uh, the Leo, remember the name Muhammad, was going to win. All you said, nah, man. Didn't say it. Uh, Luke, no, I think I actually had, switch. Had... You might have switched to Balil. No, I had Balil. I had Balil. Balil? Did you? Balil. Uh, I think it's my. I think it's Maya. 
but I whatever. Think, I think Belil is the want. artist. He's 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 an R and B singer. Belil. <laughs> fine. Bilal. Bilal. It's literally Bilal. B e l a l. Okay, fine. Bilal Muhammad is our winner. I think that probably is a surprise. A lot of people thinking Vincent Luque was gonna win. So uh, we'll start with you, Nick. Uh, did it play out the way you thought it was? Unanimous decision. Yeah, I, I figured if he was gonna win, it was gonna be that kind of fight. Um, it was a close fight the whole time. It wasn't like it wasn't like uh, Bilal wasn't in trouble at any point in time. He was in trouble pretty much the whole fight, but he pulled it out. And for him to beat a guy that has KO'd you, you know, earlier mm-hmm. in the year, and Bilal isn't really the the greatest finisher, but Vincente Luque is. Like I think what twelve out of his last fifteen have been finishes, right? So yeah, he's he's a serious finisher. He could knock you out. He could submit you. So going in, I totally understand why people thought um, Vincente was going to win because he had way more chances to win, and he he was he he has a chance to finish him early, right? But for Bilal, he made a lot of adjustments. He kept switching mm-hmm. southpaw orthodox. He had really good footwork, and he just timed his takedowns really well. So um, it was a it was a hard fight for him, but he pulled it out, and it was kind of cool to see him get that W. So I, I was uh, yeah, I was happy for him. Cool, uh, Alex. Uh, so now that you've seen uh, Bilal win, cool. uh, it's a matter of time for uh, you know Hamza to lose, right? <laughs> Dude, Hamza beats him up, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to one of our our uh, our loyal listeners. His name is on Instagram CJ Raphael. Okay, because I just followed him. Yeah, he's funny dude. Because he is a uh, he is he's with me. Ready? He he on MMA Junkie they posted the picture of Bilal, you know, and it's like who's next? His comment was Lift God. I'm still not gonna remember this motherfucker's name, and I am with him after that fight. So. I mean, he did what he needed to do to win. You know, it's kind of honestly like it was kind of nothing boring. impressive on your in your point of view. I mean, he did what he he, he did what he's been doing, which is impressive, right? Uh, uh, these seventy years, he's able to take him down and control him, and it's like a switch. Like you know, I felt like Bilal didn't used to fight like this, and he probably had one fight where he realized like, oh, you know, I'm I'm a lot stronger. I feel like I'm a lot stronger, and my grappling's better than these guys, and probably just built up a confidence in it, mm-hmm. um, and he's using it and it's working. Um, I just don't see, you know, his grappling is key to winning. I feel like Vicente Luque was probably the last fight in that top, you know, in that top five that he's going to have grappling over, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he can outgrapple Gilbert Burns. I don't think he'll outgrapple Col- Colby, Usman, or Hamzat. I mean, maybe Le- uh, Leon Edwards, but we saw that fight, right? And Leon Edwards was kind of piecing him up. He was. You know, he was kind of lighting him up. So, um, yeah, I mean he's good. I just don't. I just don't think he's gonna. You know, <laughs> if he does, good for him. And he, you guys could throw it in my face, but I don't think he's ever gonna be champ. I don't like. I don't think he's ever gonna beat. You know, I don't think he's gonna beat the top three right now. Actually, you know what? Because Leon Edwards is top three. He could probably put together a good game plan to beat Edwards. But like Hamzat, Colby, Usman, I don't think he beats. Wow. Uh, Nick, play matchmaker for me a bit. Uh, Bilal, where do we? I think. Look, who's above him? I'll just let so the audience knows. Uh, Hamzat, Gilbert Burns, Leon Dude, Edwards, you go Colby, Gilbert. Uzman. You go Gilbert because Give him loser? Gil's off a loss, right? Gil's off a loss. Yeah. He had a great showing. Him and Vincente Luque, I mean, when I say him, I mean Gilbert Burns. They're like best buds. They're like best training partners. Mm-hmm. So it would be a cool yeah. little like, hey, uh, redemption time. And it's I think it's a gradual step up in competition for Bilal. 
Um, he called out Colby. I'm kind of, I kind of like that too. You know, yeah. obviously, I don't think it's going to happen because Colby's probably such a big name, and I think it's going to be hard for Bilal to get the the momentum and the draw to be able to fight a guy like Colby. Hamzat's probably going to get that if anything. Um, but just style wise, I'm curious to see uh, if he's going to be able to out grapple Colby Covington because they both have a very grappling forward attack i wonder if he because on paper i feel like uh Bilal has better overall mma grappling i think maybe with like the submissions and um but i don't know i think it's a tough fight but i think overall gilbert burns is probably the right fight for him uh alice do you agree or do you have kind of a different person you'd like to throw him up against yeah i mean i think uh i think like when nick was saying about colby like Colby at this mm-hmm. point, even the love or hate him, he's a pay per view fighter now. You know yep. he's gonna he's gonna be you know co main yeah. or you know main event or something like that. So it's like you know no one you know people don't really know Balil remember the name Muhammad's name. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I just don't think yeah I don't I mean I feel like he can maybe wait for like the winner of Leon Edwards and Kamar Usman, aka he can wait for Leon Edwards after he loses to Kamar Usman. Or he can, um, yeah. I think okay. the Gilbert Burns, the Gilbert Burns fight is good. Uh, yeah. Sorry if you guys can hear my dogs, but yeah. The uh, I'm okay with it. It's okay. Yeah. I hear I hear dogs. I hear chimes, and I hear an AC. I, have, I already hear a lot of stuff. It's uh, fine. But what uh, I don't AC? hear is you guys complaining about a Hamza jumping eight spots and not fighting any of these guys, bro. Because he fought what? Gilbert Burns and how do I? You're right. You're right, but you know who you didn't fight is someone whose name you didn't remember. And also, make the loudest noise with bottles. <laughs> make the loudest noise with bottles, <laughs> bro. Like I don't know what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> this guy fell over eight, like eight pin, like bowling ball pin. And honestly, it's been like a rough crazy. day. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. I, uh, okay, uh, I like. Yeah, yeah I, I think. Uh, I think Gilbert Burns actually is a really good matchup. I think that's. I think that's the matchup that they should do. Um, obviously. Dana White is set on Colby and Hamza, and they're mm-hmm. a huge draw. They could they could headline a pay-per-view if they wanted to. So I'm sure that's the they fight could. that they're going to make. And, uh, yeah, I think Gilbert Burns is a, a good fight because I think that's a very winnable fight for Gilbert Burns. and It would be good for Gilbert Burns to get a win. Yeah, I like that fight too. Uh, Gilbert Burns, though, I feel like if he does lose that fight, oh, yikes. Ugh. That kind of puts him in a weird Do weird you think spot. he would, though? Do you uh, think he, he's good, he could pull that one out? Dude. I didn't think I picked Bilal, but I didn't think it was going to be Vicente. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of yeah. like, shit, is Bilal really just good at nullifying people based on game plans? Maybe. It was he a was pleasant surprise. That that yeah. I, it, it was shocking, but this guy is, you know, who knows? Who knows what he can do? Um, any fights you guys want to shout out uh, from the card specifically? I know we do want to talk a little bit about Devin Clark, our boy looking Ooh. thick with Ooh. five C's. That one, looking oh so thick i'm like i want oh all men to be heavyweights because yum yum you know alex gave it to me gorgira bro gorgira. That, the fight remember i had called this and we had talked about it uh miguel beza and andre filajo whatever the hell how you say his last name that, that andre guy fight. is good bro and like yeah. he, he looks like a big one seven year and man, he just—he did what I thought. It's just Baeza has shown that his like he don't really, he had he just doesn't have. I feel like he might not have a chin, um, especially for these big guys, you know. And he doesn't look like he's a mm-hmm. big welterweight. So I wonder, you know, maybe if he could cut to fifty-five, 
And I know I just said he doesn't have a chin, but I feel like he's fighting guys that are, like, way bigger than him because Andre looked like, to me, I mean, it could just be his stance. You know how he stands? Andre Bieza is, like, really boxer, like, narrow. Uh, but, I mean, he just He's pretty like, lean, too. Yeah, he looked way bigger than him. So I was like, damn, and that uppercut was gross. And, man, I was just like, whew. But I, after that guy fought Michelle Pieta, you know, that fight was a split decision loss, and he did mm-hmm. really good, and that was a short-notice fight. I mean, I knew this guy's really good. I think he's actually – he can – we haven't seen anybody really test his grappling, but striking-wise, he's there in the top. He's with those top guys. Yeah, that uh, fight was crazy, man. I wasn't expecting – like, they were going back and forth, and Miguel was winning the early exchanges. But, yeah, like, he just, he gets, he puts himself in firefights for sure. And that's when he gets, he gets in trouble. I was, I was looking for him to pull it out, and I thought he was going to, but, man, that finish was pretty nuts. It's pretty bloody, oh, too. Oh, Miguel Beza, man, that sucks. Three-point losing streak. That really does suck. But he's fighting good guys, yeah, man. He is. He's fighting like really Chaos good Williams, Ponzinibbio. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those are, oh, that's tough. Did you, uh, did you guys watch the Pat Sabatini fight? I watched that it. dude at featherweight. Yeah, he's 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 got some good grappling. He's really tricky, and I think uh, we're I like to see him top five. Some... Is that a future top five? Does he beat maybe <laughs> different Ian divisions Gary, completely? But that's like fine. That. Um, but he's the future. He he's the, the future. And... He beat the bro dog. Remember the guy that wears metal militia and no fear. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he looked he looked really good, man. I I'm, I'm curious to see how well he's gonna do at uh. At 145 because it's a stacked division, but his his skill set's pretty good. And uh, I missed the uh, obviously a lot of the earlier fights. Uh, Chris Barnett, did he get the W? And was it cool or was it whatever? Did you see that fight, Alex? I I, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I watched it. Tell tell the people what happened in that fight and why it was so weird. So like, people like he, Chris Barnett. So yeah, but, I mean he was he was losing. I mean he was getting beat. Oh. The guy that he was fighting was big as hell. Uh, uh, he would just march. They, dude, they said that the guy he's, he was fighting, Martin Boudet or whatever, used to be 395 pounds. He's, he was God a, damn. 400? Yeah, he was a professional gamer and then decided that he wanted to get healthy, started training. Kind of no. sounded like me. Ah-ha-ha. <laughs> and so he started training, but he was big, and he was just beating him up. But at one point, I believe it was the sec- second round, um, and he had him up. He had Chris Barnett up against the cage and was, you know, hitting him. And then he threw an, a downward like style elbow right yeah. to the back of Chris Barnett's head. And, so, uh, foul, so points taken. No, it was the fight was over because Chris Barnett couldn't continue. Oh wait, but, so it was uh, it was a wasn't no a win contest, then, but, I believe. Right? Uh, but he ended up. No, he actually has the win. Oh, did he get the no? Win? It's a win on his record. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Uh, so that's what the controversy was. And there was wait, wait, another fight. Can you explain that? I'm a little confused. How is that I have, a win? I think it's because it was accidental. So when it's an accidental foul, oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. goes to the scorecards when it's past three rounds or two rounds. <clears throat> like enough for to get a decision. So what? because the score – I know it's weird. It's so weird. But because it was deemed as um, unintentional, that's why it goes that way. Uh, unlike the Peter Yan that was deemed – like intentional i guess so then he wins that way so it's really weird because once again you just don't get a clear answer everyone in the mma community is pretty like bummed up uh pretty pissed off about it because it is kind of weird like where do we go from here you know and another fight on the fight card the kyle barrio and the uh the russian cat godzi kind of ended in similar ways too did you see that fight alex uh, I that fight was when I was watching spot on like spots, 
and I saw I was watching, but then I was like talking to somebody. When the, when I looked down, they were already at the decision, so I didn't really get to see what fully happened. Yeah, yeah, it was another foul, kind of a similar situation, but yeah, it's just weird, man. It's just really weird. You just never know how this stuff kind of shakes out. Yeah, so but I was seeing more confusing. I was seeing a lot of fighters are mad because it's like these fighters that are like, oh, so I all you're telling me is all I have to do is just an illegal shot ends the fight and then they can score it from there and then I win. You know what I'm saying? So it is. Yeah. That's why people are, uh, you know, not really digging it. And then DC came out with a good point. He was just like, all I'm going to say is, you know, being a fighter, every single strike I threw was intentional. So for them to say that, oh, I threw this strike unintentionally. And so it's just like a no contest or they get a win. <laughs> That's so crazy. funny. But DC That's was like, really every shot that I threw was intentional. I, I meant to throw this shot. He was like, so he, he thought that they should have both been disqualified. Wow. Dude, good way to piss off the MMA community yeah. with all this shit. I'm still confused about the Barnett one. So, like, you could be, let's say, let's say Barnett. Okay, let's say the other guy's up two rounds, but he's doing a third round. He could just illegally accidentally hurt someone and then just take the win if he's losing that third round. Mm-hmm. Potentially. That's weird. That's okay. You're saying that's why, yeah, that's why a lot of people are mad. So it's like, you know, it's it's a whole weird situation. I thought it was kind of weird. I felt like the, for some reason the coat, the judging and stuff was kind of weird that night, right? Like they kind yeah. of at some point didn't know what they were doing and they were kind of just acting on the fly and we're just like, uh, yeah, um, yeah, he's the winner. It's just like, okay. You know, and it's such a small <laughs> fight card that they're just like, who cares, bro? We have some guy that wants you to remember his name and no one can remember it as the headliner. <laughs> so let's just hurry up and get this fight card done. Damn. Hey, you hate Bilal, uh, huh? <laughs> I hate his nickname. I don't hate him. It's the worst nickname that you could ever come up with. Oh, what would it, well, what would you give him? What nickname would yeah. you give this guy? How would you make it better? Bilal, the mall, the real one, Muhammad. The mall. Yeah. Oh, he, how would you spell like, it? Like Darth Maul. Like Darth Maul. No, no, no. M A L L. Oh, there you go. Yeah. M A L. Like the, like a like, mall with a carousel and food court. Yeah, because I'm sure he owns a couple of those, you know, those things in the mall, you know? <laughs> hey, racist camp. We're bringing it back. He has a stand where he sells wallets and, and bike chains. You know, no big deal. He sells cologne. Yeah. His name is a poo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. He sells cologne. Let's get to our we out here. Morning and and yes every week we do edit it to make it longer that is something we are planning on doing till it's eight minutes long uh guys special announcement here someone from the we out here family uh long time guest long time friend long time mentor uh personal friend personal friend uh max holloway is mary uh, mazel tov uh, Mazel Tov, beautiful, what a beautiful wedding. wedding. I honestly thought he—I thought he was already married to her. I thought I didn't know they were engaged. Just Gil, they were engaged. My bad. Okay. Also, wow, was... Ariel Hawani trying to just show up and take the spotlight. Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. brada. Coconut bombs. Congratulations, brada. Yeah, let's see who's talking. Look at all the blue chart marks. Let's see what this. Okay. Alan Jobain, uh, Alex Lipkatakos' former friend. Yeah. Shane Shevchenko. Wow. Austin Boom Boom. Who's that? 
the guy that know who was going to run through the division, and I was like, he's going to get knocked out every time, and he got knocked out every time. <laughs> I was <laughs> but, a fan of him. You know what's crazy, I was, though? I was I looking at their wedding, and I was like, you know, I was like, damn, this is super nice. But then you forget, like, Max got money, bro. He was the champ for so long. Dude, and, like, and his hey, girl got money, too. She's, yeah, a, professional, she's a professional, high-level surfer. And, and they got Daniel Day Kim to officiate. That's crazy. That's his coach. That's his coach, dude. Wow. Oh, my bad. Uh, well, shout out to Max. Uh, congratulations, man. Thank you for playing Alex's music every time on your stream. Yeah. Love to have you on Tiger Belly. We've been reaching out. You have not opened. I can tell because I didn't say red yet on um, Instagram for Tiger Belly. So maybe when, now the wedding's done, maybe check it out. We'd love to have you on. Uh, so then Tiger Alex can work Tiger B-cam man. and uh, say hi to you. Bro, I'm going to just uh, show up there, and that's the day I'm taking pictures. I'm not even going to ask. I know where Bobby lives already. I have the address. So I'm just going to drive there. Just starts. He has a whole – Alex has a whole team with a crew and, like, microphones and everything. <laughs> I'll have a He's just doing uh, – Guys, Dustin Poirier and Diaz um, share a heartfelt birthday uh, moment, uh, potential fight. So why don't we take a look at that uh, message. Dustin Diamond Poirier, he says, happy birthday, Nathaniel. And he reposted uh, the UFC post that says, also the most awkward looking like photo of Nate Diaz. Where, They're not very photogenic, the Diaz guys. Why do they always look bro. uncomfortable? Like someone's The like, shoulders is crazy. The it shoulders. Looks like someone's, you know, when someone comes behind you, tries to give you a massage and you go like this? Like, oh. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, he yeah. looks like he's always doing. You're like, it's like always a ghost massaging shoulders, him. Shoulders, take an ice bath. <laughs> and then dime, uh, the diamond said, get a deal done and get that ass wipe for your birthday. Whipped. Why is that whipped? Oh, shit. What did I say? From the front or the back? You so said you wiped. Said wiped. I, like wiped I like wiped. I like the wipes pretty good, right? For like a, a callback, no? <laughs> good callback. Good callback. Okay, cool. Uh, and then ATS says, bruh, no one likes you. You suck. Double space. Oh, what's happening? Not my bad. <laughs> D- double space. Oh, look. Wow. We just saw other, Alex's other tabs. So much Conor McGregor content. Someone's a secret <laughs> Conor McGregor fan. Conor McGregor boy. training, bro. You Jesus. loser. I watch uh, his you, on repeat. You suck, double space. Someone need to put uh someone need a to put a purple belt on you. Thanks for the B Day wishes though. Yes. <laughs> Bro, that makes texts, me laugh. It makes he me text laugh. like he yeah, he types like he texts. He's That's slurring crazy. when he types as well. Yeah. Uh but it made me laugh because he was like, dude, fuck you, you're a piece of shit, you're you're whack. But thanks for the birthday wishes. Appreciate it. <laughs> makes me giggle. Uh, I mean I think they like each other. What do you what do you guys think? Do you think that fight happens? I would love it. It'd be easy honestly easy fight for Dustin. But it seems like it, it seems like Nate doesn't want to take it. Yeah, oh, I think, man. Uh, yeah, I mean I don't It's know. a fun wanna, fight though. I don't want to say Nate's like scared or anything, but it's like bro, I feel like he kinda knows. Like Dustin's just on a different level than him. I personally think. I think Dustin will hurt him. Might actually finish him. You know, I know Nate don't get finished, but I mean, I feel like. Dude, you know, I think that's a fun fight, man. I think that's going to be shades of Dan Hooker, Dustin Poirier, too. Yeah, definitely. You know? It definitely could, you know, but I just feel like if it was Nate like four or five years ago, but it's just like he doesn't fight, you know, and it takes forever for him to get a fight, and he's just getting older, slower, mm-hmm. sluggish, and I'm just like, I don't know, bro. I think, and then Dustin's still young, man. He's only like 32 or something like that. So it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like Dustin, that would be a horrible fight for Nate. Honestly, I, at this point, I think. Is that a money fight, honor. though? Is that a good money fight? Hell, like, I think they, that, that'll sell pay per views. That's yeah. a good co main, you know? They'll do a five round co main for that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what intrigued. happens. Yeah, or exactly. they make an attorney and they say that 
the winner of this fight gets to fight Conor McGregor for the 18th time. Either one of them. You make an attorney to fight Conor for money. That's it. That's it. Um, the red panty uh, tournament. Ooh. The red panty tourney. I like that. Uh, someone Come make on. a Photoshop of that. Thanks. Come on. Uh, this next one is a fun one. I saw this a couple days ago. Dustin, uh, Jake Paul officially challenges Michael Bisping to a fight. And I'm going to read to you guys uh, what Jake Paul said. He said, uh, I would knock you out worse than Hendo. You're an easy fight. But show me you can get licensed, and I will show you $1 million plus pay-per-view. And then Bismarck responded, yeah, yeah, listen, one eye, two eyes. I want a world championship, and more importantly, respect the fight community. Sadly, little Jackie, that's two things you'll never do, ever let that sink in. Jake, Jake Paul responded, Dear Bisbee, I challenge you to stop hosting your struggling podcast and get licensed to fight and box me. Let's see if that UFC belt and all the respect you can have can help you beat me in a boxing match. This is interesting. Damn. Jake Paul, once again, very smart because I think he can beat Bisbee. I hope Bisbee does not take the, the bait for that. You know I what's really funny? I, at first, like I think a couple months ago, if you said that, that would have been a wild hot take. But now it's, it's more of like, I think it's a 50-50. I'm not going to doubt Jake Paul anymore because he clearly... They're calculated like he, picks. You can see how calculated they are. And he knows how to like wait. He knows how to like he, he's he's smart about it, right? He, it's because it, it does seem like the next gradual progression as far as like who to fight. Mm-hmm. Um but I my heart of hearts tells me that Michael Bisping would win. Like, hey, like I thought eight, that about eight every times other out fire. of ten. Exactly. Eight times out of ten. But but part of it is like when you sign the dotted line and you engage with Jake Paul to fight, you already lose. You know, so it's like yeah, I'm, I'm kind of true. I'm kind of glad Michael Bisping hit him with the yeah, 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 whatever. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, I, I think that's the right play. I saw another. He'll, Michael tweet Bisping today. has more to lose, so you can't take the bait. Yeah. You can't take the bait to Jake. I Paul. saw another tweet today that Michael Bisping was like, "I'm 43. Uh, um, I'm inactive. You're literally in the most physical prime of your life. Why don't you go and fight another prime? You know, someone good age. response." Good uh, response. He was like, yeah, but if you want me to beat your ass, go ahead and send me the contract, send me the location, and we'll do it. <laughs> oh, so he's no. not, he wouldn't take it. See, I think, no. here, here's the thing. I think uh, Bisbing, with all like the trash talk and stuff, I think, you know, I feel like Tyron and Ben Askren maybe got, you know, it was just a mu- too much for them or something like that. Yeah. I feel like none of that's going to phase Bisbing. Obviously, he's one of the best trash talkers also in the game. You know what I'm saying? And I do think that Bisbing would win. I honestly do. I think he, he just, you know, Bisping, he is his grit, his cardio, his pressure. Jake Paul looks like he got tired in the last two fights. You know, he looked like he was slowing down. Bisping was just the pressure that he can put on him. Uh, I think that he would win. And he's actually a big guy. It's not like a small guy that he's fighting anymore. It's like same size, big person. You know, Bisping's probably like 200 pounds right now, probably going to have to cut to that weight. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, th- I think – I would also say having Bisping win, but there is something like I don't think the Paul brothers are stupid. Like they are so fucking calculated, and I can see the calculation of why you would choose Bisping because you can use the whole round. Like there's a fact that he keeps wanting to fight MMA fighters, not boxers. So like he's so he's giving himself the best chance possible. Even if let's say Bisping does have a a higher chance of, of beating him, it's still like an older guy over forty retired has other obligations and yeah. he is more of a striker in MMA, but it's still not Anderson Silver's striker. If Anderson Silver were to box, not you know what I mean? Why so don't you call out Silva? He won't because that's why it's a calculated. Like I could, he's, I have he's a higher percentage of beating Michael Bisping. Yeah. He'll wait. Yeah, till, yeah, or, or has Bob Palsley or something like that. 
because yeah, he'll Silva, he'll wait till Anderson Silva has a stroke. See, that's a fight like a Silva fight him. I'm like Silva's winning. There's no Silva there's all no, day. No, if Anderson Silva all day. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He, he fights Izzy. Izzy all day. He fights anyone that's even active. I think they win all day. Even Honestly, fucking Mickey Gall. You should go Mike Perry. Yeah, Mike Perry Ooh. would be a good fight because it's. A, but that won't happen. That won't. That won't happen. happen. But I mean, yeah. Mike Perry, Jake Paul could win that fight. You know, Mike Perry is more of a striker though. You know, so it'd be more interesting. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Bisbing. I think Bisbing would put it on him honestly. It'll be something weird. It'll be like, actually, can you fight Demetrius Johnson? I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> mix no rules sense. against uh, <laughs> yeah, mix rules. A TikTok challenge and then a boxing match. <laughs> um, guys, Daniel White teases a matchup between John Jones and Stipe for a summer bout. Um, this is interesting. I'm assuming he would be teasing it for a possible UFC <laughs> international fight week, maybe? Probably, and potentially for an interim title. Yep. That is interesting. Uh, Nick, do you have any other info on this story uh, in terms of like why people are assuming that? It's because Jake, uh, Jake Paul, Jesus Jesus Jake Paul's fighting Michael Bisping. Dude, he got he's rent free, man. He's rent free uh, in my head. Uh, but Dana White was on a he did an interview and he was just talking about how crazy the summer lineup is going to be, and he did mention potentially that they're trying to work out um, John Jones and Stipe, and I think. We've all wanted to see that. We all wanted to call that out. Um, so I think it's a really fan-friendly matchup. Uh, I don't like that matchup necessarily for Stipe. Yeah. But then again, it's just because it's he's fighting a guy like John Jones, right? You don't want to see him like get two losses in a row potentially, especially the way he lost to Ngannou, and then him fighting John Jones. I just, I, for me as a fan, I just get a little scared for him, you know. But I want to see Stipe get a W, and if he could beat John Jones, man, that would be fucking insane. So I think on paper it makes sense. It sense like it, it's it's a good fight. It's a good matchup. Uh, Al, does that make sense to you? I mean, I know John Jones, obviously two hundred five uh, champion. I know he wanted a title fight right away. Uh, if he doesn't, obviously he does obviously get to fight Francis. So do you think John Jones, John Jones would even take this fight if it's not a championship fight? Yeah, I think so because he was he want you know if it's not going to be for the champ like actual championship, which I'm sure like what Nick said they're going to do a interim. He mm-hmm. wants to fight the greatest greatest heavyweight of all time, right? And Stipe yep. still does has that. It's a legacy fight. He still has that title because he's the one that defended the title the most out of any. <laughs> wow, this yeah, guy's bored of his own take. Yeah, you. keep our show's exciting. I don't care. What this you is say, good Alex. energy, dude. This Bro. is good energy. I did an ice bath, so get off my. Back. What does that mean? Isn't that give you like more energy? No, bro. It took away all my blood from my my brain. Honestly, though, because we did an ice bath today, and when I got you... home, like twenty minutes later, I was what? still trying to push my ball, like because you know when it gets cold, it gets up inside of you. I was like still pushing it down into my sack, but it like I was getting nervous because I was like, what if my balls never drop again? Like what what happens now? You know, I was like really worried. For me, you know what happens is that your internet stops. No, no, that's what happens. What happened? Uh, no, for me, it was uh, I got super hungry. I don't know about you, Nick, but after all that, like, I got I turned starving, but anyways, I think sorry, sorry, yeah. Uh, I think, um, that makes sense. Uh, I, you know, everybody's still kind of in limbo what's gonna even happen with Nganu mm-hmm. and. And Ganu just posted he's over at the UFCPI getting treatment on his knee. So I think that they're going to work out a deal with Ngannou and he'll stay there. So I think in the meantime, because that's a nine-month 
healing thing, and then he has to wait for a while, right, before he can fight again. I think they'll do the interim with John Jones and Stipe. I think it makes sense. They can do a pay-per-view event off of it. Um, and, you know, maybe have Hamza and Colby co-headline co it in July. I like that. I'm not mad at that. Um, Shelby. That's a good one. I like that. I like that. Uh, guys, uh, final piece of news. Uh, I want Alex to address this one first. Uh, maybe have some words. Marlon Marais retires from... Mixed martial arts thoughts. Uh, I think it was it was time. Remember, I didn't even want him to take this last fight. Yeah, uh, I, didn't, I didn't want him to fight. Uh, it's just his. Uh, at, like I said, at some point or sometimes for some people, like you know, unfortunately your chin goes or you're not able to take a shot, and it's from all this, the damage of fighting, but also you know in the training room and who knows how they're sparring if they're sparring hard and knocking each other out. Who knows how many times he's been knocked out in training camps and you know but i i it was very uh very evident that he could not take a shot anymore everybody mm -hmm. that landed on him it was game over from there so and then he it's not like he's a low end fighter right he's in the top so he has to keep fighting these killers it's not like they're top tier these other people you know so at that point it's just like bro i think it's just time to end it you know, it's you're just gonna keep getting knocked out, and it's not healthy. And so I'm happy that after this fourth knockout loss in a row, he decided to finally hang it up. Why say it like that? Bro? Uh, yeah, he you say done it. it. I think it's it honestly watching how his coaches yeah. reacted, like when he was taking off his gloves after this fight, and they were like the ones doing it. I think it was more on his coaches making him fight than him actually wanting to fight. Oh wow, oh, that's some accusations. You said accusation. Uh, that's an observation. I both work. I like it. They both work in that situation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nick, uh, I just a little thoughts on this. So uh, Marlon Marais, right? Uh, undefeated, essentially undefeated, basically champion in a world of series of fighting. Yeah. Comes to UFC, loses his yeah. first fight, then goes on a four fight tear of like John Dawson, Aljamain Sterling, Jimmy Rivera, a Nunsal rematch, like. And then he gets his first loss at Henry Cejudo. Then he gets a split with Jose Aldo and then loses four fights after that against Killers. Uh -huh. Is there is there anything to say? Is it really more about his ability and, let's say, uh, skill level? and Or does it have to do with the UFC? Like, I mean, is it like just deteriorating mm -hmm. in that end? Or well, World Series I, of Fighting, UFC? Anything? I no. I think, once again, it's like certain guys are... I don't want to say victims to like the generation of fighters, but like when Marlon Marais, he's been fighting for a while. Like he's only 32. I was talking about it with David today and he was saying he actually made a really good observation after the Henry Cejudo fight. He just kind of never looked like the same. Like I think mentally he was a little like defeated a little bit um, because he had that fight one. Right. And I, I think for a lot of guys, when you're in that situation, you, you, you're like beating uh, Henry Cejudo, and then all of a sudden you kind of uh, he kind of he would always lose in like the later rounds, right? Like his gas tank mm -hmm. would kind of go out. So like I think as a fighter, you always think about that, and that's like probably the worst thing you could ever have happen to you in a fight, where you're smashing the guy out, and then you get finished because you kind of blew your wad, and that's what kind of happened to him continuously throughout his career, especially after the Henry Cejudo fight. So maybe he had a complex about it. Maybe he, he uh, never felt like he could bounce back from that. And also the timing of his career when he came into uh, the UFC, if he came a little bit earlier, maybe we would be talking about Marlon Marais a little bit differently. But he did fight 
the craziest dudes. Like he he had a really tough schedule, uh, but I don't think that really takes away. Tough. Yeah, I don't think that takes away from his career at all. But it, it it's good to see, especially the way he lost in his later of his career. Mm-hmm. It was all finishes, and it was pretty brutal the way he got KO'd. Um, so back to back as well. So. I'm glad he, he's retiring, but he's always going to be a legend in the game because yeah. he was a big staple to that 135 division. Yeah, at one point wow. he was, uh, you know, one of the scariest guys in that division. Like, yeah. Like, he was the guy. Yeah. Remember, he put Aljamain Sterling out cold with that, like, the kick. knee. Dude, yeah. that was so crazy. Oh, maybe that's what made Aljamain extra hurt from Pierre Young. Was, like, remembering He, he was very really compromised. Yeah. yeah. And then when he sat day. up and he went, he remembered he had the PTSD. He went, Oh, and yeah, yeah, back yeah, yeah. That's I need, what happened. I need the championship. Yeah, his eyes were rolling up. back of his head and were like, Oh, man. And then it fell back down. Dude, stop roasting fighters. They work hard, Nick. All right, let's get to I'm our quick roasting. pick picks with Alex Lifgata Costa and Nick the ear guys we have another fight nine at the ufc apex my favorite place because i've never been there i'd love to go send us tickets ufc uh we have a main event uh female strawweight fight we have amanda limos versus jessica the bulldog andrage um i think naturally i think naturally no i, I just like calling her the bulldog uh bulldog, i think it, it's bait oh yeah is that, is that bulldog in spanish or in portuguese Bate maybe estaca Look, I think we all know. I think the odds makers have it here as Jessica Andrade the favorite. Obviously, a bigger name, uh, freaking dangerous, uh, scary, well known. But Amanda Limos, a lot of people don't know, is she's on a five fight win streak. Uh, I think three out of the five are finishes with two TKOs, one submission, other two are decisions. I think with Angela Hill, she had a fight of the night. But you know what? Angela Hill always fight of the night. Decision, her loss. Um, so I ask you guys, Amanda Lemos or Jessica Andrade? Alice, we'll start with you. I'm gonna go Lemos. I think Lemos finishes Andrade. Why? Why? Uh, Andrade has been finished by like you know, Wei Li Zhang, these big power punchers, and Amanda Lemos is a big girl, she's a power puncher. Uh, mm-hmm. watch. I mean, don't be surprised when you see her get finished in like the first round. All right, uh, Nick. After you're done writing your paper, tell us what you think. You know what? I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of with Alex on this. I think uh, she's gonna do really well in this because, like, dude, she's such a crazy. Like, she's a really good striker. Um, she's really in your face. She's pretty brutal, and I feel like she has the power to put away Jessica Andrade. So, uh, and, and I kind of, I'm, I'm all in for new fresh meat at this weight division. So, oh, I would you like pig. to see Don't call women fresh meat, you wow, sicko. Jeez, Just, you dude. know, I mean, for the title wow. contender, like to fight for the title. You know what I mean? Fresh meat. Dude, you're sick, dude. You're a Crazy sick dude. You would say no, like I just that. mean fresh meat for the fight. Uh, this Not like is... sexually. All right. God, that's Crazy enough. That's crazy. Now you're saying everything is sexual. Oh, God. Look, oh, man. man. That's what uh, I, I felt like you were insinuating. Okay. You both are wrong. That's all I'm going to say. But it's not all I'm going to say. Let me just remind you. Let me refresh your memories. Jessica Andrade. I'm going to give you her last four wins. I'm going to okay. describe them to you. Carolina. Carolina. Okay. Uh, you know, fought for the title. Uh, Jessica Andrade KO'd her with a punch. Right, let's go. Let's go after that. Let's do Rose. Now we're going to see what happened there. Oh, that was a KO with the body slam. 
All right, cool. Let's get to our next win. Caitlin Kukujian. A body punch to a bigger opponent goes down. And let's go to her last fight, uh, Cynthia Calvillo. A TKO? TKO? So there's a trend here. It's called this woman, when she wants to win, you go down. So no she decisions. Didn't, she, she didn't no, want to win against uh, Rose the second no. time? No. Rose the second time didn't have a fight in her. Zhang, we all know that she was coming fresh off of the Wuhan virus. <laughs> Valentina Shevchenko, unbeatable. So I say to you guys, rethink your choices. <laughs> rethink your choices. Dude, what a sick take. <laughs> that was one of the best takes I've ever heard. God, I'm such bullshit sometimes, huh? But I like what I do. Fans, uh, guys, like, guys <laughs> I got to ask the I got to ask the we out here army. Do you guys believe Gil when he gives these takes? I just want to know. What do you what Sometimes. do you guys what do you guys think down below? And I, I from now on, anytime Gil gives a take, you guys have to comment whether, you know, if he's going to actually if he actually genuinely believes his take. That's what you guys have to comment, okay? All right, fine, Nick. Just put me on the spot. All right, Nick, we'll start with you first. We have the uh, No, I want Alex to go first. I want Alex to go. <laughs> You're such a jerk. We're going to start with Clay Clay Guida versus uh, Claudio Gadalia. Oh, Claudio <laughs> Puelas. Um, this is interesting because uh, Clay Guida is 85 years old. He's probably in the same time in MMA era as uh, who's our homeboy as a heavyweight that chokes people out? Oh, never mind, guys. It's Alex's yeah, favorite fighter. Oh, oh, oh Olenek. They're like the same age group. They play dominoes together. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, these two fighters, uh, I mean, are we going to go New Blood or are we going to go Clay Guida? He, he has a, he's hard to pick against because sometimes he just grinds it out and figures it out. So, yeah. Nick, uh, who do you got? Give me a little bit of juice on that. Man, I think uh, this is going to be, I think this is the first like real test for a guy like Claudio just because he's he's very impressive he he beat chris uh grutzmeicher have you heard of that dude the guy yep. that looks like mm-hmm. caveman the looks guy like that the guy almost looks like clay guida clay guida yeah, exactly yeah. but like more neanderthal looking right uh, but but he looks like a like he looks like a caveman you know what i mean yeah even chris will say that we'll get him on the show he'll be like yeah nick is right i do kind of look like i like, resemble yeah, I was a, in a all caveman the Geico commercials yeah i'm that guy um but Chris is really fucking good. He's really tough, really durable. I think he's like a similar skill set to Clay Guida. Mm-hmm. And he's also very durable as well. And I said that twice already. So am I going to keep mentioning it? <laughs> All right. But um, I think Claudio is really talented. He subbed him. He sub- he he has a lot of uh, submissions with knee bars apparently. So this dude, is he's, he's pretty good. But Clay Guida, like you said, is a grinder. He's really tough to put away. Doesn't really get finished that often, right? Like, um, but I think I'm gonna go new blood, bro. Oh, wow, I'm gonna go new blood. I'm gonna go new blood. I think uh, the carpenter is always tough, but he literally has like 60 fights, (laughs) he has so many fights, and he's always tough. And he and he kind of had like a resurgence in his career, so um, I think I'm gonna go with Claudio. Wow. Uh, okay, Alex. And he's 5'10", five um, five Or really quick before I ask Alex, what, what do you? How old do you guys think Clay Guida is? Don't look it up. I'm just curious. You just guess. He's 30, uh, 39. Alex or think, Nick? I think he's forty. The guy. You guys are basically both right. He is forty years old. He's still turning out. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, Alex. Good guys, Clay. Too. 
your RV brother. What do you think? Um, you know, I th- when Nick was talking about Clay Guidi, I think he was purposely not saying durable because he was leading up to saying durable so many times and he didn't say it. That's why I was like, uh, but uh, wait, who? Girl? You were talking about Clay Guida. <laughs> what did I say? No, because you just kept the saying, way you were doing group micer or whatever the hell his name is was durable, and you're like, I keep durable. And then Group's you were gonna, and then you were talking about Clay Guida, and you're like, he is really tough. He's really dry. He's really Strong. deranged. He's, he's like really, a, he's like an durablest. <laughs> um, he is durable, but yeah, I just uh, I think uh, I think it's a new blood time. I think Claudio Puelles El Nino is going to El Nino uh, Guida's face and win the fight by a decision. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I think it is new. It's always, you know what? It's always new blood time. But here's where you guys are wrong. Um, I honestly, really, I truly do feel this. You guys already said it. One, he's durable. Two, uh, he's hard to put away. But think about it. In 2019, this man, Clay Guida, such an underdog, went to Rio and he beat BJ Penn. Enough said. Yeah, Next but pick. which uh, BJ Tanner Penn Bozer? Was, it, was he still fighting people outside of a bar? 2019 BJ Penn, the one that's running for governor, that BJ Penn. He right? said he's going to bring an NFL team to Hawaii. That'd be pretty tight. I guess what? That's, that's what he's running on. That's what he's running on. Expensive flights for that team's going to go bankrupt. They have to fly every game. They're going to gonna be States. sponsored by Hawaiian Airlines, bro. <laughs> oh, that'd be dope. That actually be dope. Uh, all right. Tanner Bozer versus Alexander Romanov, uh, brother of obviously Nick. Natasha Romanov, Black Widow. Jesus. Yeah, duh. Oh shit. Uh, duh. Nick, who you got on this one? You got um. Dude, I got Alexander Romanov. This dude is good, bro. He is a What's finisher. His Say his nickname. Huh? Say his nickname. King Kong. Let's yeah. go. Alexander King Kong Romanov. He's really, really good. Gang. And he's really tough. He submits motherfuckers like nobody's uh business. Ooh. And I want to see him win because he usually like suplexes his coach right after, and I think that's fun. Mm-hmm. So that is a fun thing to do. I'm gonna go Alexander Romanov. Uh, Alex, would you like to choose your Russian counterpart, or will you go with the other man, Tanner Bro, You already know if your nickname's King Kong. Let's go. You ain't got nothing on me. You know what I mean? You already know I'm rolling with shit on me. Okay. All right. All right. I'm gonna have to go with uh, yeah, King Kong. <laughs> to me, it's like if you look like someone that can beat Chris Dalkus, you're okay in my eyes. Yep. Uh, women's fly fate. We have Mighty Barber, former uh, hype train, now a hype tram alum. We'll see if she can get back on it. But uh, versus... train, that's a good way to talk about people. Actually, she's a hype train alumni, and then she's a... so everyone knows exactly what you mean. Like, oh yeah, because that makes she a lot of sense. Be. You're on the hype train. She was gonna be, but you she didn't on it. really. Change like like people like Hamzat was on a hype train, and then he graduated to like, oh, he on the train, the championship train, right? He's Macy Barber train, was on the hype train and just she's off the hype train. Now she's just a passenger. She took a stop. She took go. a stop and, and she's she's waiting to get back on that train. Yeah, trains have to stop too, Gilbert. Check Fine. the wheels. You're, make sure you're on a losing high. stop. You're in a losing stop. All right, Macy Barber, you talk too much shit, right? You didn't focus on your training camp and look what happened. And your boy picked you in every single fight you lost. So how about you take this as motivation, get a W. But guess what? You're fighting Montana De La Rosa. Ooh. So who you know knows what's, what's going to happen? But for for whatever reason, I think a lot of people thought Macy Barber lost more than just two losses. Oh, Is yeah. that just me? Or do you guys feel the same way? Well, because like, I, I felt like a handful. 
Yeah, I felt I felt that like she's lost more than two fights. Cause oh, the Miranda Maverick yeah, fight that, that was one. a little controversial, right? Yeah. A lot of people thought that she didn't really win. I was one of those people. Um, but you but know. Nick, that's that's a good point, and I think the reason why is if you are on a hype train and you have so much media around you all the time, that one loss magnifies yeah. way more hundred percent just if you're an average person with no media attention so and especially right. when is- especially when she was going to fight roxanne Montaferi, right everybody thought she was going to run oh, through yeah. her and then roxanne pulled it out and just nah such a good fight right like yeah. i remember how cool that was and then remember so, macy barber's dad was all talking all the shit oh she just got lucky she just got lucky she's not I, good that, i'm just like, get rid of your dad get your dad out of your corner <laughs> you're not my dad <laughs> uh, uh alex what do you got um, I got Montella De La Rosa. Macy Barber, like her thing is like she's aggressive. She's you know she uses grappling and she's powerful with her striking. But Montella De, Montana De La Rosa is a really good grappler. Like that's her like mm-hmm. one of her Jiu-jitsu. things that she does. Jiu-jitsu. And um, I think and she's come a long way with her gra- uh, her striking as well too. Um, so I think Montella De La, Ro- De La Rosa is gonna win. I- I'm on the same board as Nick. I th- I thought Macy Barber lost her last fight. Um, I thought it was pretty clear that she lost her last fight, but then she got a split decision win. Um, so I think uh, I, you know, she's good, but I think Montella Ro- De La Rosa is just better. <laughs> Nick, who you got on this one? Man, I was kind of leaning towards Macy Barber, but um, yeah, I think Montana, Montana. I think I think she has a skill set to beat Macy Barber because, uh, like like what Alex said, like the grappling. That's her skill set. That's what her bread and butter is. I think Macy Barber is kind of like more of a well-rounded MMA fighter, but I don't know if she's going to be able to control the fight in any aspect as well as Montana. Montana. So I'm going to go with right. De La Rosa. Those are good. I on, on this fight, I will agree with you both. I think uh, I think we need to correct the name. I think you guys are trying to thinking she's maybe Brazilian. So you guys no, I, Montana. I said Montana. Her name is Montana. Yeah, it's definitely Montana because she's also from Montana. That's is where she, she really? lives. Yes, she's from Montana. Really? She fights out of uh, go to her Montana Wikipedia. Montana UFC. Wait, what? She goes. UFC. She's from uh, Helena, club. Montana, United States. She fights out of Fort Worth, Texas. And guess what? You know why she's gonna win, bro? She fight. She trains with Team Elevation. Oh, yeah. duh. Duh. Yeah, be with the real team. Be yeah, with the dummy. real team, not your dad. Not your dad, Mister Barber. Not my dad. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Why do you keep saying that? Okay, I don't know. I All right, guys. That meme. Let's do it. And Akko was late picking up right, Chosen uh... today. And then I was just like, I bet you anything Chosen's just standing there waiting for Akko. And then someone comes up, be like, you need a ride. And Chosen's like, you're not my dad. Uh, you want to give some context for the audience? Because this is so random. Yeah, yeah I just told you. Akko was late to go pick up Chosen. And so, people don't know who Akko is. Gil, because of you. People don't know who Akko is. He's, he's the Micronesian oh, ninja. Micronesian there we go. Warrior, owner of Warriors where... Garage. Uh, guys, uh, last fight. Uh, maybe not last fight, but uh, Sue uh, Mujahadji versus uh, Manel Kape. This Can you say could that be fun. Nick, for me, real quick. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna Jumanji. go Manel Cape, dude. This dude is sick. He's gonna be the next big guy at 125. Really, really talented. The other guy is rated. The other guy's ranked 12. So. Yeah, but Manel hasn't. I think he was fighting at uh, one thirty-five or something. He had an issue where he was kind of out for a little bit. Forgot what the specifics were, but he had a couple weight uh, making weight problems. But he's been looking really good. He beat uh, Zaglaz Zumagulov. You guys know that guy? guy he's really like good. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's really talented, man. And he fought in Ryzen, I believe. And now he finally made his way over to the UFC. So um, I think there's some good stock in him. This other guy's really good, too. He's the other uh, guy's shoot. fire. You've seen his fights. He's dope. He's really good. Yeah, he's super good. But um, I think... I think I'm going to go Manel. I'm, I'm rooting for uh, Manel. He's the Tibetan Eagle. so um, That's pretty fun. That's pretty tight. I like his nickname. So, But I'm, I'm going to go with Manel. All right. Alex, who you got? I'm going to go... Uh, I'm gonna, you know, me and him are homies, so I call him Sum. Uh, I'm going to go with him. <laughs> Uh, I I'm not the biggest fan of Manel Cape because like the fight, especially the fight that he won, that he was like hella overweight, like he was all like boasted and stuff. It's like yeah, like, you were Hockey, so that's why he's gonna win this fight. Uh, he ain't gonna make weight. Uh, I just watch. when people do stuff like that, like when people do fake hand touches, stuff like that, Let's it go, immediately Nick, makes Alex. me not a fan. So I just I can't see myself going for him. So I I hope Soom and I think Soom is gonna win. Soom. I'm going to have to go with the Tibetan Eagle. Uh, just the fact that if you look at his last three fights, that guy is active. He's long. And I think he fights a lot, not like a lot of the other Chinese fighters. He's very calculated and uh, into getting things into a brawl. Does that make sense? Calculated into getting things into a brawl. Uh, I like him oh, a lot. He's spicy. I think he wins. He's spicy. And then just he's a, from Sichuan. And then a sh- then it's very spicy, uh, num- more numbing than spicy. And I'd like to give him <laughs> a shout out. Uh, I don't know. Is this? I saw that on the card. But it's not on this one I'm looking at. Is uh, Lando Venado fighting? Yes. Yeah. He's fighting Charles Jordan, which is going to be a banger. A banger. They're going to start up the uh, the main card. At first, when I saw the this fight card, I wasn't really that excited. But after we're talking about it, your boy's excited. I'm hyped for these fights because hey. there are some really good matchups. And the guy that the guy that last beat um, CM Punk is fighting. Mike, oh, black dude, right? Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson. Yeah, he's he's the very first fight. He's fighting someone named Dean Barry. Dean Barry, oh, another yeah. creative character. Great. Doesn't <laughs> doesn't Mike Jackson only have like one fight in MMA? Yeah, CM yeah. Punk. Yeah, no, he fought Mickey Gall, <laughs> lost, and then fought CM Punk. But also, oh, he fought Mickey Gall. Tyson Pedro's coming back. Oh, wow. yeah, that's Isaac right. Vanilla, Vanilla, but something like that. Uh, who are, this guy right here, and he he's the he's like uh, what's his name? Tai Tuivasa's like best friend. They they run that little like that. Uh, I like them. Yeah. They got cool tattoos, bro. Yeah. So, I wish I was an bro. islander so I can get some sick tattoos like that. Me too. Honestly. You are. You're from Singapore slash Taiwan. You can do it. <laughs> Not those islands. Uh, the cool ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cool ones. Uh, guys, that is our show for today. Um, hope you enjoyed some of that news. I'm, we'll look forward to the Jake Paul, see how that pans out with Michael Bisbing. Maybe we'll get Michael Bisbing to uh, maybe announce the fight on here. He, we have a big media pro- a platform, so yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, guys, once again, thank you for being here. We love you very much. Make sure you follow us at we out here MMA on the Instagram. Uh, once again, leave comments down below. I was reading, I was going through them last week. A lot of fun stuff, as Nick said. Like we like the disagreements. We like seeing how you guys even uh, debate one another. I like that community. It's fun to see other people's perspectives. Um, here's a fun exercise: if you see someone's point of view that you agree with, do what I do and, and say this is why you're wrong, and come up with a reason. Let's yeah, see yeah. some of those in the comments. Yeah, let's do more devil's advocate. And we're going to start doing that more just for no reason, okay? And we have to make yeah. – that. that's going to be the new game. Whatever our pick is, we have to come up with the opposite rationale. And it's not called devil's advocate. We're calling it the chicken wing lingling advocate. Okay? Oh, cool. It's, it's more concise. It makes more sense. <laughs> uh, it's easier to say, huh? 
Uh, guys, Alex, you can follow him at Lift God. Yeah. Lift God is not just a person. He's more than that. He's a videographer. He's a photographer. He's a uh, ocean hobbyist well. in the martial artist category of kickboxing and boxing. Um, he's made a sandwich for two weeks and then stopped. Uh, and we also, what else do you do? Uh, what else do you do? I feel I like you do food. a lot of stuff. He eats food. He does this. He used to do these cool food series where he shoves food in his mouth and it's disgusting and it's entertaining. Um, so check out at Lift God. He's also a streamer. Sometimes he's on there with his buddies. Um, so check that out. Uh, follow Nick the Ear. Uh, Nick the Ear uh, is a trainer, um, a coach, and uh, a husband. And a husband. Uh, yeah. uh, if you guys are interested in uh, some Being you know nutrition and oh, no. some programming, you're like, gosh, man, I'm getting a lot of weight. I just need some guidance. I'm tired of looking at men's health. It's so confusing. Just hit up Nick on Instagram. You know, make it he easy program for you, for you. Okay, I'll make it he easy. makes it easy for you, and for people that it's easy for, he makes it hard for you. So he yep. covers all his bases. And you can follow Pretty me good. at Gilbets. We love you very much. Play the music, and I'll start to slowly well, move my shoulders. Okay. Sorry, you have to hear the. Let's go. Well, here's the <laughs> and everybody tell okay. Gil to come train with us, yes. so we get some new vlog so footage the, for you guys, because yes. we haven't okay. done a vlog in a while. But it's so hard to get all the boys together, okay? It is very hard. My time. Let's go!